0: Applause is a spur to noble minds, someone said. And we all have access to enormous power, the ability to spur others on by our praise. Compliments cost nothing, yet there are those around us who would do anything to be praised for something. The pioneering American psychologist William James said, The deepest principle in human nature is the craving to be appreciated note his choice of words. He did not speak of the hope or desire. He said, craving. Dale Carnegie says of the desire for praise, the rare individual who honestly satisfies this heart hunger will hold people in the palm of his hand and even the undertaker will be sorry when he dies. Gandhi inspired millions of people to go beyond their native limits and to accomplish unheard of feats. Louise Fisher, One of Gandhi's most important biographers gives a clue to the Indian leader's genius for inspiring people. He refused to see the bad in people. He often changed human beings by regarding them not as what they were, but as though they were what they wished to be, and as though the good in them was all of them. Most of us have been fortunate enough to have someone early in our lives, a teacher, a grandparent, a friend, who took a special interest in us, passing over the foolish weak things and drawing into the light those strong aspects that no one else had looked quite far enough to find. If you will affirm others around you in that way, you will put them forever in your debt, and you will linger in their minds long after you are gone. When Anne Morrow met Charles Lindbergh, who was a national hero who had won $40,000 for crossing the Atlantic and who was flying from city to city promoting aviation. Anne's father was ambassador to Mexico. During Lindbergh's visit to Mexico for the State Department, a love began to grow between the two young people, which was to bind them together for 47 years. Anne was, like her husband, shy and retiring. But despite tragedies in their life and despite being married to a man always in the limelight, she went on to become one of America's most popular authors. Describing their marriage, she gives a clue to the success of her career. Her husband believed in her to an extraordinary degree. She says, To be deeply in love is, of course, a great liberating force and the most common experience that frees. Ideally, both members of a couple in love free each other to new and different worlds. I was no exception to the general rule. The sheer fact of finding myself loved was unbelievable and changed my world, my feelings about life, and myself. I was given confidence, strength, and almost a new character. The man I was to marry believed in me and what I could do, and consequently, I found I could do more than I realized. Let me illustrate the power of affirmation by relating something that happened to my friend Bruce Larsen. Here's the incident in Bruce's own words. Early one morning, I had to catch a plane from Newark, New Jersey to Syracuse, New York, having returned late the previous night from leading one conference and on my way to another. I was dire, I had not budgeted my time wisely, and I was totally unprepared for the intense schedule before me. After rising early and hastily eating breakfast, I drove to the airport in a mood which was anything but positive. By the time the plane took off, I felt so sorry for myself. Sitting on the plane with an open notebook in my lap, I prayed, Oh God, help me. Let me get something down here that will be useful to your people in Syracuse. Nothing came. I jotted down phrases at random, feeling worse by the moment and more and more guilty. Such a situation is a form of temporary insanity. It denies all that we know about God himself and his ability to redeem any situation. About halfway through the brief flight, a stewardess came down the aisle, passing out coffee. All the passengers were men, as women have too much sense to fly at 7 o'clock in the morning. As the stewardess approached my seat, I heard her exclaim, Hey, someone is wearing English leather after shave lotion. Can't resist a man who wears English leather. Who is it? Eagerly, I waved my hand and announced, It's me! The stewardess immediately came over and sniffed my cheek while I sat basking in this sudden attention and appreciating the covetous glances from passengers nearby. All through the remainder of the flight, the stewardess and I maintained a cheerful banter each time she passed my seat. She would make some comment and I would respond gaily. 25 minutes later, when the plane repaired to land, I realized that my temporary insanity had vanished. Despite the fact that I had failed in every way, in budgeting my time, in preparation, in attitude, everything had changed. I was freshly aware that I loved God and that He loved me in spite of my failure. What is more, I loved myself and the people around me and the people who were waiting for me in Syracuse. I was like the gathering demoniac from after Jesus had touched him, clothed in my right mind and seated at the feet of Jesus. I looked down at the notebook in my lap and found a page full of ideas that could prove useful throughout the weekend. God, I mused, How did this happen? It was then that I realized that someone had entered my life and turned a key. It was just a small key, turned by a very unlikely person. But that simple act of affirmation, that undeserved and unexpected attention, had got me back into the stream the art of affirmation is a miraculous key Pablo Casal said as long as one can admire and love then one is young forever so guideline number two for cultivating intimacy is be liberal with praise